All right, this is BradCooney.com. I'd like to welcome to the show hip-hop recording artist Dollar Bill. What is up? Yo, yo, this is all good, man. Happy New Year to everybody. I'm, you know, glad to be on the show. Glad to be um, put my music out there again. You know, I got some hip-hop music out there as well as singer-songwriter. Yeah, man. And I'm definitely um, looking forward to everybody getting a chance to listen to it, give me feedback, and um, nice. see where we can go with it. Absolutely. Um, so before we get into your latest project, tell the listeners out there a little bit about you. You, you, don't, have, you don't have to go like into every little nooks and cranny of your life, but kind of a, a synopsis of like when it was you first got into making music, like how long ago, and how did it all start? Yes, sir. I, um, I'm originally from northern New Jersey, up in the, you know, near, you know, Clifton, Newark, you know, mm -hmm. West Milford, up in that area. That's originally where I'm from, actually. And um, that's where, of course, I started getting into music. And I don't know, I was about 15 years old, 16 years old, maybe a little younger. I just started listening to my sister's records. She was into all kind of the cool music of the time and everything. And I just started listening to her, her records and tapes and stuff like that. And um, it's the music started making an impression on me at that time. You know, as I started to feel it and everything and um when i became you know a little older you know around when i was in high school 17 18 years old whatever i got into a lot of the, um you know the heavy the heavy rock hard rock mm -hmm. you know heavy metal music of the time like the british invasion oh, yeah. for example that kind of thing and um i was very influenced by that music at first you know and um that's when I actually, my, you know, my favorite bands at that time were like Judas Priest, Death Leopard, you know, yeah, and Iron Maiden, and those kind of bands and stuff like that. And the thing was is that um, there was a couple, you know, there were a couple songs that jumped out at me that I was very influenced by or, or that I really felt, I guess. But the one song in particular I can remember, I can narrow it down to one song. It's called Beyond the Realms of Death, and that's by Judas Priest, and that's off the Spain Class album. Old one. And, um... And I was very, very moved by that song because it, it, I don't know, I felt it. It, it just, it, it kind of described the way I was feeling at the time, being a teenager, being young, and that kind of thing, rebellious, a little depressed, and that, you know, that type of thing. So I connected with it, and that was the thing. And that was the big difference in it. From that day on, like, you know, I started, like, writing my own lyrics, little lyrics and stuff like that. And my girlfriend at the time was very musical and artistic and stuff like that. So I used to run those lyrics and verses by her and get feedback and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, that's where it started. Like, I was like, I, was like, I wanted to be a frontman. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know, a lot of people, a lot of other, you know, kids my age at the time are thinking about going to college, you know, the military, all these different things, right? And that's what I wanted to be, you know what I mean? I wanted to be Rob Alford, Joe Elliott, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like these singers and stuff like that at the time, you know? So yeah. that was my, early, like, early influences and stuff, you know? And that's how I actually got into music that way, you know? And then... um and then I, um, when did the switch you know, happen? Because you, you, you're, bring, you're bringing up some OG, you're bringing up some old Judas Priest, staying glad, because I'm a huge Judas Priest fan too. So that's great to hear. Well, I, love, I love to hear other people that, that also appreciated early Judas Priest. Um, but when did the switch happen for you? When did, when did the switch from the, 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 like you were talking about the Def Leppards, the Judas Priest, when did the switch happen where you switched genres to, to hip hop? Okay. Um, I got into hip-hop, actually. Uh, I knew about hip-hop back in the 90s, 
Okay. Yep. I knew about it. You know, I was in the military too. You know, I was oh, in the nice. United States Navy, and I was on the West Coast, and that's when I was introduced to some like '90s hip hop. You know, and but it wasn't until I got out of the military and I went back to college and stuff like that. And I started studying English and writing and all that type of stuff where I started getting more into singer songwriters, you know, like, you know, like some of the sixties band, bands from like the sixties and the seventies and that kind of thing. You know, so I was very influenced by that. But, um, it's probably about nine years ago, nine years ago when I first moved here to North Carolina is when I started getting into hip hop music, believe it or not. And, um, reason for that was, there's two things going on. It was the environment I was living in, and it was also I was, I was, I was a very I'm a very visual person, and I was absorbing everything around me like a sponge, you know, like my environment and everything like that. And where I was working, you know, um, there were a lot of folks that were into hip hop, so I was hearing a lot of the new hip hop music. So I was influenced by that as well, and I actually came across the genre as a hip-hop artist or a writer okay, by accident, you know? It was funny because I was recording, one day I was recording one of my singer-songwriter tracks, and for some reason I just couldn't get the vocal. You know, I couldn't get the vocal, it just wasn't coming out right and stuff like that. So I kind of got frustrated, impatient, and I was just looking at the lyrics, you know what I mean, for the song that I was working on. And I just started speaking them very slowly. I did like a spoken word with them. And I started rhyming them and that kind of a thing. And a little flow started to come when I did that, hmm. you know? And what happened was is I just recorded it just for the heck of it. You know what I mean? I wasn't really intending to make a hip hop record at that point, but I did record it and I played it back. And I said to myself, not for nothing, but with the instrumental and the music here, this well, this sounds better than the singer-songwriter version I'm working on here. Hmm. <laughs> really cool. I mean, yeah. This is how it panned out, you know? And that's so, after that is when I started, you know, putting a little bit more energy into the verses and the, and the, and the, and the rhymes and the flow and that kind of a thing. And then I started discovering beats. You know what I mean? I started discovering different types of beats and stuff like that. And I started to, um, you know, I started to, um, I guess, you know, find the right beats for, you know, the type of lyrics and voice I was using at the time. So that's how I got into it. Yeah, it's interesting, man. You know, it's a cool... It's just, it's just evolved like that. It's evolved into a, a genre for me and also a style, a craft. You know, and a whole bunch of artwork came out of it too. That's something that was really cool about it. Is it's like every piece of artwork I have for my songs is different. It's like unique. Yeah, and it's it is funny how things work like that, where where just accidentally something just started clicking and flowing, and all of a sudden it just takes on a whole new a whole new course. Now let's talk about the uh, the the EP uh that you released called three dollars so so i'm guessing there's three tracks on it is that is that correct yes on the um on the ep three dollar that's been released and it's on spotify and um in the, in, the, in the um digital stores there's three tracks on there right now now i have the same ep on soundcloud okay but there's four songs on it and the other song is called bust the u-turn 
Okay. Um, but the ones, the ones that are on EP, the ones that are on the EP that are on Spotify that have been released, that's um, House on the Hill, Petty Cash, and Making It. Okay, so, and we'll talk about the song that I heard, which is House on the Hill, in just a second. So, but you mentioned Bust a U-Turn as a bonus track on the on the Spotify, right? Is that is that is that is that right on the Spotify account? It's actually on the SoundCloud. On SoundCloud, okay, gotcha. SoundCloud. So, what's the what's the backstory uh, for that song, Bust a U-Turn? Is that like when cops do the U-Turn on you, or you you like what's what's the backstory? Uh -oh. Oh, that's funny. Like, it's a funny story. It's actually a funny story out here. I'll break it down for you. Um, most of the U-turn happened when I came to North Carolina, right, nine years ago. Mm -hmm. This is where the hip-hop influences were taking hold and everything. And the, the funny thing about it was, was that now from where, where I was originally from, okay, they didn't have, like, turn lanes. You know what I mean? You had to do, like, a joke handle at a traffic light to get to the other side of the road, mm -hmm. right? So I was down here in North Carolina. And I was, you know, I think I was closing or, you know, something was going on with the house down here that I was buying, right? I think we were closing on it. And I, um, I took up in a motel, right, for a day or two, you know, a little motel and stuff that was right, you know, in, in town. And um, I was getting ready to leave. And the thing was, is I was like, I saw the median in the road, and I, and I was like, I don't know how to get back to the other side of the road here, you know, because I didn't know that there were turn lanes, right? So what happened was, is there was a guy, there was a guy at the counter when I was checking out at the hotel, and I was asking the clerk, hey, how do I get to the other side of that highway? And the guy next to me said, hey, just post the U-turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the back, kind of the backstory of that. But as that song started to evolve, right, um, I started writing um, from the perspective or from the vantage point of when I was on the West Coast when I was in the military. You know? Yeah. It's a West Coast vibe. It's a West Coast kind of song, you know? Mm-hmm. So speaking of the Navy, I'm also a Navy veteran, by the way. So it's I'm sorry, what? I said, speaking of the Navy, I'm also a Navy veteran. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. Cool. I was an operations specialist. I was on the USS Truett, fast frigate. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, you know, you hear it all the time. Thanks for your service. And, Thank you know, for yours. Thank you um, for yours. Yeah. You know, we we do the best we can for our veterans. That's for sure. No and, doubt. You know, what was your uh, what was your rating when you were in? My um my rating my MOS. I had an MOS. I was an see they called them back then. They called them interior communications electrician. And I went to A school in San Diego, California, yeah. Naval Training Center. And uh, I went to basic training and recruit training command as well. Both bases have been decommissioned. They were decommissioned in 1993, before, I think. Yeah, I think uh, Great Lakes is the only one now, right? Yeah, yeah, the only, yeah, the only, well, the only basic training is um, Great Lakes, yeah. Michigan. Yeah, so, you know, so I was a fireman. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that was my, what, uh, yeah, what, what, what year did you serve? What years? I was in um, ninety. Went in ninety. Okay, you you went in right after I got out. I got I got out in eighty eight. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, I went in nineteen. 
I was, I was went in 1990. I was 20 years old when I went in. Right. It was the first time away from home, 3,000 miles away from home, first time on a plane. You know? <laughs> yeah, look, man, I, I, I can relate. I mean, I was 19. Yeah. I was 19. That was the first time I ever was on a plane is when I flew from LaGuardia Airport, because I'm from New York, upstate New York. Uh, when I flew from LaGuardia to O'Hara in Chicago for, for my boot was my first airplane ever that I was ever on. Um, so totally, man. We had the same the same uh, beginning there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, definitely. And I got a lot of my music, my West Coast type of vibes and West Coast type of sound. I got a lot of that from being on the West Coast. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. It's special to me. You know, I yeah. still. Having him, you know, you know how it is. You know, there's certain things about the military and about certain people you never forget. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, man. We just had our 30 year reunion not too long ago. It was like a bunch of us Navy guys. We reconnected on Facebook. We have a Facebook USS Truett Facebook page where a lot of us reconnected, and we had a big reunion a few years ago down in New Orleans, man. It was freaking unbelievable. It was so amazing seeing some of my shipmates again. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's like really cool. Yep. All right, let's get back on you uh, on your song "House on the Hill." Um, I listened to the song, so tell me, tell me about this song. How did it all come about? What's the backstory? Yeah, "House on the Hill" was um, it was it was it was interesting because I wasn't writing a whole lot of new material at the time. You know what I mean? I was doing, I was focusing more on producing and doing like engineering and, and editing more technical stuff <clears throat> with the songs that I already have, uh-huh. you know? And then my wife, my wife said, I want you to buy me an $800,000 house. I'm like, um, okay, maybe we can do that. <laughs> you know? And I was like, I was like, I was like, okay, you know, and I'm thinking about it. My wheels are turning. You know, think okay, okay. How can I make the lady happy? You know what I mean. And that's kind of what House on the Hill is about: is making the queen happy, making you know mm-hmm. your girl, your wife, whoever you know, pleasing her and everything, and that type of thing. And and um, so what came to mind was was this picture, was this picture of the house, the house on the hill. And at first, it didn't start off as a song. It didn't start off as even lyrics. It started off as artwork. Mm. You know. And what happened was it was this picture of a house on the hill, right? And then I threw a hip hop um, curve into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I put the George Washington, you know, in a mind bag and stuff like that. And there were images that I've used before in some of my artwork, you know? Mm-hmm. So I kind of combined the two, you know, to kind of, um, you know, capture that, you know, that whole that whole deal where men are trying to please their women and, you know, and, and putting like a, a hip hop beat and lyrics into it and that kind of thing and, and, and make it sound kind of swag and smooth, that type of thing, you know, and it has a pop kind of feel too, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, especially, in the, especially like in the, in the chorus, you know, and yeah. so that's where that, that's where it came from. It came kind of backwards, you know what I mean? It started, it started as artwork. In the visual, which is which is out there, and then it became me just scratching down some lyrics. You know what I mean? After not writing anything for a while. 
I just started jotting lyrics down. And then, mm-hmm. then it became a flow. It became a spoken word. It became a rap. And then it became a melody, too. There's three three different like style, like styles of voice yeah. in that song. So let, me, so let me ask you this. So has you, you told me what the backstory was. So has the backstory come to fruition? Have you been able to buy your wife an $800,000 house yet? Is that still in the works? No, <laughs> I feel you, man. It's still in the works. <laughs> yes, sir. I understand. I totally get that, man. Yeah, we're still working on it. We're still working on it. We're still trying to figure that out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to write a new song called "Chasing the Dream." You know, you still you still chasing after it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I get it though, man. Totally. I mean, it's like, it's like you know, I not too long ago, not too long ago, I had um, I had a little chunk of money on me, you know. Yeah. And I wanted I wanted to buy I wanted to buy me a 1969 vintage Cadillac, mm. you know, that kind of thing, yeah. and restored. You know, one of those those nice old older cars. I've always wanted one of them. Yeah. You know, and but then I was like, yeah, you know what? I gotta try to get out of some of this debt that I'm in. Yeah, sure, I understand. Look, I used to drive a '92 Cadillac Coupe DeVille. I freaking loved that car. It was like driving on glass. Had them big leather seats, man. It was it was man. I love that old Cadillac. I wish I still had it. Yeah. Alright, so uh let's see, where am I at here? Okay, let's let's uh let's talk about the two other songs, um, The Long Way and uh Done Got Me Down. So t- tell me about those two songs. Yeah, the long way the long way actually started off as a um it started off as a singer songwriter type of song. You know, it had like kind of a, a little bit of country in it actually. Ah, okay. You know, it was it had a little country vibe in it. The original. You know, the original version yeah. was more singer songwriter seventies, you know, singer songwriter, a little country, that type of thing. And um, the song, the song was just inspired by, um, by you know, old, you know, old relationships, you know, that 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 we were that we find ourselves in. You know what I mean? Sometimes we find ourselves thinking about, you know, somebody either, you know, that was close to us. You know, maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship, like a girlfriend, boyfriend, or husband, wife. It could just be anybody, you know, that that you're, you're close to, you know, that you miss. And you feel so far, like, it's not like you can go back in time, but you feel like sometimes when you're by yourself, you feel like you're so far away from that person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the only thing, the only thing they have to, rem- to remind them of, of me or you, okay, or anybody, would be that whisper in their ear. You know what I mean? That they hear. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's part of the song. That's some of the part of the lyrics in the song. It's actually part of the visual, too, mm-hmm. for the artwork. There's like this little thing by the ear, you know, by yeah. our ear and stuff. And that's kind of where I got that concept from. And just, you know, reminiscing, you know, looking mm-hmm. back, you know, remembering good times, you know what I mean, with, with people and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, remembering not only the, when the romance was good, you know, but sometimes when the romance was not so good, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's kind of like, it's all these different, um, 
phases and transitions that go on in, in, in relationships. So what, what evolved in that song, though, was it became, I, again, I wasn't writing for a long time, and I was just, you know, I was trying to reinvent some of my tracks and trying to go back into them and, you know, rework them a little bit. And I came up with a different voice for that song. Hmm. And it's had a more, it has a more psychedelic pop type voice, you know, or vocal. Right. You know, Cause it's like, um, uh, it's like a, it has an effect on it. Like a, I don't know if it's a flanger effect, but it, it has this like, um, this filtering of like, not, not filter, but this effect that it kind of sounds or when you listen to the song, it kind of sounds like you're in a tunnel. Almost, oh, okay. You know, and you're going through, you're going through that period of time when you remember, you know, that person or those people or the people you used to know or whoever it is. Interesting. What about Done Got Me Down? Done Got Me Down was, um, that basically was, uh, that was a, a reminiscent song as well, but it was just kind of a bluesy type of song that hit me um, rather quick. I, I wrote that song very quickly, you know, that some songs, some songs, you know, they take a while to craft, they take a while to write and put together, but that song came, just came quick, you know, I just had a, some, I just had a blues energy going on inside of me like a blues vibe and I remember um you know of course the whiskey you know of course a lot of us remember the whiskey when we were younger oh, yeah. you know? that kind of thing and that just the whole like social scene and you know going out you know going out with girls and you know being in relationships and that type of thing and um you know, done got me down. Like, like I said, it was um, very spontaneous. That's that's the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you I know? remember them whiskey sometimes, and cokes in the navy. Sometimes man. the song. Go ahead. Now I said I remember them whiskey and cokes back in the navy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Wow. Yeah. I remember. I remember. I remember talking about the navy real quick. It's like I remember the clubs that were on base. You know. Yeah. Country. You know, the country club that had all the pool tables yes. you know, and the mechanical bowl, you know? Yep, and very cheap drinks. Yeah, you know, and you had the rock and roll club that was like classic rock or whatever, you know? Yeah, and you had the nine, like the hip-hop club. You know? and, I was in, and I was in Norfolk, Virginia, where it was just loaded with Filipino women, like everywhere. Yeah. It was, it yeah. was great memories, though, man. I had a lot of good times in the Navy. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I definitely. No, you go ahead. Finish your thought. Yeah, I was just, um, you know, I was just thinking, you know, some of those songs. There's another song on, on that was released on Spotify. It's called, um, you got Tongue Got Me Down, and you got and some song called She Got Game, uh -oh. right? That's on, um, on Spotify. And that those two songs were written around the same time. I wrote them right around the same time pretty quick you know that were like bluesy like that you know yeah. and there wasn't a whole lot like of thought or analysis or you know crafting and production it like it wasn't really involved like said like so many other songs you know like they just kind of came quick and they came together you know Happens. and i got some really, really good feedback on both of them you know yeah man so, i like i like a bluesy song too
Um, all right, so I got a couple more things for you, and then we'll wrap it up. What do you, what are some of your goals? Because we just flipped the new year. It's this brand new year. What do you? What are some things you want to get done for twenty twenty three? For twenty twenty three, musically, I um, you know I definitely I definitely want to elevate you know as an artist you know and as a songwriter you know performer and I want to I want to reach I want to reach as many people as I can with my music you know mm-hmm. and I want to definitely get back into um, get, get, get back into more writing you know what I mean than songwriting and crafting because I haven't done a whole lot of that lately you know I've done some of my latest like I said my latest song was House on the Hill House on the Hill was my that's my latest composition that's my latest recording so that's brand new music that I put out there you know but I'm hoping to put out a little bit you know a little bit more as we go along and um and of course uh you know just trying to keep the keep keep the music real trying to you know pay attention to my craft and you know my producing or production that kind of thing making sure that I'm putting out quality good quality stuff you know that kind of thing and also of course you know it's a work in progress and you get feedback that kind of thing we learn a lot from that and I just want the thing I want to do too is I want to rehearse a little bit more like for live stuff yeah I was just about to ask that was gonna be my next question was is there is there is there a plan to get out there and start doing some live performing I don't have a plan right now to do that. I have equipment. I have the equipment, but I don't have an actual plan to do that yet. Gotcha. That's cool, man. All right, man. Well, let me see. Before I let you tell everybody where they can follow you and get your music, is there anything that we that I that I didn't get to that you want to promote before we wrap up the interview? Um, just um, the only thing you know. The only thing I could say that I'd like folks to take a look at on SoundCloud is that Busty U-Turn song that's along with the EP. Yeah, Busty U-Turn, that's the, that's the bonus yeah. song on SoundCloud, so everybody needs to go check that out. Is there a video? Do you have any video for any of these tracks? Yeah, actually, um, I do. I, I, have, I have two YouTube channels, actually. I have... Um, yeah, let's do that. Let's, have, so, so let's wrap up I the have, interview and just tell everybody out there um, tell everybody out there about your YouTube channels and, and, and all of your social media, um, where they can get your music and how they can follow you. Sure. Yeah, so anyone, if, if anyone interested in checking out some more of my, um, my music or some of the new tracks, even some of the old tracks, definitely go to, we'll start with Will Francis on Spotify, Dollar Bill on Spotify, um, we have SoundCloud.com, a slash uh, user dash 407-516-429, or you can just, just go to Will Francis Dollar Bill on SoundCloud, that'd be easier. Will Francis Dollar Bill on SoundCloud, and on YouTube, you could go to um, at Will Francis. That's a one YouTube channel, and there's another one called at William Francis. That's my full name. 
on there. There's two different um, uh, YouTube channels. I believe William Francis has a lot of singer-songwriter videos on there, but the Will Francis is older and has a lot of the hip-hop music on there and videos and visualizers and that type of thing. And Busta U-Turns on that one as well. So, um, yeah, definitely you can, you can check them out. And also Apple Music is on there, iTunes, um, Amazon, that kind of thing. So that's my music's pretty much everywhere. Uh, you can even go, you can go to my Twitter. That's at, at Walking Down Twelve. That's Twitter. And um, I think it's at Twenty Spot Sixteen is my Instagram. So. All right, that's, brother. <laughs> Some good stuff. You've got a lot of platforms, a lot of cool music, and I encourage everybody listening to this podcast to go follow you and, and, and get your stuff. Follow you uh, on all your social media. Download your music. Support. It's important, man. It's important to get out there and support you guys, man. For uh, you know, it, it's it's not like the old days, man. Back when me and you were growing up, it's just not the music industry's changed a lot. Uh, there's no more, very little. Of, yeah, back in them days, you know, the holy grail was to get a, a record deal, and then the record company would finance your tours. And those days are pretty much over with, unless you're like like top one percent type, like Justin Bieber's and things like that. So it's a different ball game now. So everybody needs to support, especially especially indie artists or artists that are not signed. Uh, big time important. And also, if you ever get merchandise. That's another thing. I always encourage listeners to, to buy merchandise. Uh, that helps these artists um, along the way. You know what I mean? Um, so I appreciate you coming on the show. I had a lot of fun talking to you. Whenever you got some something new you want to talk about, just hit us up, and we'll get you back on, brother. Oh, great. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your time. It was great talking to another veteran, man. Yeah, totally. Likewise, man. Thank you for your service. Always good to have another uh, another squid on board, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. All right, man. <laughs> have a good night. Good talking to you. Yeah, you too. Good night.